greet you, saints, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is such an honor for me to minister today before you. It is an honor. Thank you, sis. It is an honor for me to even speak just after the two great pastors, hallelujah, who pastored this church. It's never easy to lead people. Hallelujah. But we always yield to the faithfulness of God. And I feel greatly honored that at last I got to see them. Hallelujah. I've heard great things about you, Mfundis and Mamuruti. And I'm, I'm so honored that I got to see you today. Hallelujah. And then in their absentia, I'd like to greet uh, Pastor Mahlangu and Pastor Eunice. And I thank God for their lives. I thank God for them. Ever since I got to meet them, my life has, has changed completely. And I thank God for such divine interventions. Hallelujah. Because you see, we are people because of people. In our walk with God, we are people because there are people who have gone before us. And it's important for us to always honor that. Hallelujah. So today, I'm not going to be long. We are going to talk about the God kind of faith. We are going to talk about the God kind of faith. And then I said there, faith speaks a life of a believer is a life of faith a believer is born of faith so a believer's responsibility is to then grow their faith a believer cannot pray for more faith a believer already has faith the only thing a believer has to do is to walk in that truth that already this faith it's what I already have by virtue of the fact that you are born again by virtue of the fact that God lives in you and the life of God is in you you and I already have faith already have faith so when we come to church all we do is to mirror that which we already have all we do is to open the Bible we mirror that, what we, that which we already have. And then we reflect what we already have. So I am going to say something. And I, I think, yeah, I love you so much. So I can, I can afford to say it. Child of God, when you come to church, you have to come to church with your Bible. If you are unable maybe to carry this one, 
Our phones, they are smartphones, right? They've got Bibles in there. The reason why I am so convicted about this, it's because a lot of us, we have said that church is like a hospital. I beg to differ. A church is a military ground. A church is a place where soldiers are trained for battle. A church, a church is a school. It is a place where we come to learn. It is a place where we are sharpened so that we can do great exploits for the Lord. Now when we go to the world, now we can say we are going to the hospital. We go to the hospital when we go to the world. Hallelujah. So child of God, let's, let's make it, carrying a Bible to church can never run out of fashion. It can't. Hallelujah. You guys are not going to hit me, right? I'm saying this with the utmost of love and respect. Because when we look at life, we don't just look for today. We look 10 years from now. We look 20 years from now. So when I come to church, I'm actually making an investment, not only to my children, but to their generation and their generation's generation. Hallelujah. So when you come to church, lipstick and go and go back and get your Bible. Do you love me? I love you. So we are going to read from Mark 11. The God kind of faith. Mark 11. We are told there we will this, the, the, where we are camping is 22 and 24. Verse 22 and 24. But I just want to give a background of what it is that happened. So Mark 11 verse 12, we are told there about how Jesus was on his way. Or oh, he had just come out of Bethany. And then we are told that Jesus then got hungry. And in Jesus getting hungry... The Bible says that he saw a fig tree from afar off. We are then told that Jesus thought that at that time he would get a fig tree. Or sorry, he would get a fig or a fruit to eat. However, the Bible does tell us that it was not, it was not in its season. But Jesus still continues and goes. In finding that there is no fruit in the fig tree, we are told that Jesus said that no person will eat of you from now on. Jesus then continues with the rest of the day.
In verse 21, the Bible says that Peter remembered or he saw that the fig tree had died. And then he remembered what Jesus had said. And he said, Master, look, the fig tree that you had cursed has withered away even from its roots. Then Jesus responds and says, have faith in God. For I assure you, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So we said, the God kind of faith. And faith speaks. He says, have faith in God. I did a, a study there. I looked in the Dake Bible. The Dake Bible says, have the God kind of faith. Have that faith that created the universe. Have that faith that speaks things that are not as though they were. He says, have the God kind of faith. You see, I love Jesus. He would not have said it if it was not possible. He would not have said it if you and I could not walk in that God kind of faith. He would have been silent about it. So he says, we should have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. Now every believer has this kind of faith. Every believer has this kind of faith. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say, getting now I'm trying to build on that. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. As God has given each and every one of us a measure of faith. I did a little bit of a study there to check. What does faith, is, is that faith that Jesus was talking about in Mark 11? The same faith that he talks about in Romans 12, 3. And the answer is yes. The Greek word for faith there is pistis. Spelled for those who are writing, P-I-S-T-I-S. P-I-S-T-I-S. And that is the same word he used in Mark 11. So meaning that you and I, we have that kind of faith. That word there means pers persuasion. To be fully persuaded that what I have said 
will surely come to pass. To be fully persuaded that what I have declared will surely come to pass. Why? Because you and I have the God kind of faith. In Romans 1 verse 17, it says, For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live. And the just shall live by faith. It is not a suggestion. It is not an idea. It is a principle. It is a command that a believer lives. And the only reason a believer lives is because a believer lives by faith. So you, you, you and I don't need to, or to leave this place saying, Lord, I wish I had faith. That is unscriptural. You can't back it up with scripture. A believer cannot say, oh God, if only I had faith like Mang Mang. No, it doesn't work like that. A believer already has faith. All a believer needs to do, like I said, is to walk, is to exercise that faith. And how do you exercise that faith? You speak. Are we together, church? We speak. If you check that in Mark 11, 22 and 23, there is more saying there than there is believing. So that says to me, let's read it. Can we go back there? That we are there. Ne? I just want to show you. It says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So, Jesus is saying to us, the issue is not believing. The issue is not whether you believe that Jesus lives in you or not. The issue is not whether you believe that you are a child of God or not. The issue is not whether you believe whether Jesus can heal or not. The issue is what it is that we are saying. What it is that comes out of our mouths. The woman with the issue of blood. We are told that she heard that Jesus was in town. She heard 
that Jesus could heal. And there were things that Jesus was healing. The Bible tells us that she had been going to doctors for years and there was no change. When she heard, faith was ignited. In that faith being ignited, she did not just sit down and say, I have heard that Jesus heals. I believe. No. She said, the Bible says that she said to herself. She said to herself, if I may just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Do you, do you understand? She was not asking herself, is it going to be done or is it not going to be done? Is it possible or is it not possible? She said, and because she said, everything had to work for her healing. We are told that she touched the, hand, the hem of Jesus' garment and immediately the flow stopped. Immediately. What, what do we say with our mouths? What do we say with our mouths? A lot of us, we even say statements like, and, and I've been there. Well, we say, say statements like, Lord, but I believed. Why did it not happen? I, I believed. I did. I did. I yes, you believed. But what did you say? When it looked like nothing was happening. When it looked like nothing was changing. What did you say? Did we stand on the truth? Did we stand on the knowledge that God is not a man? He does not lie. If he has said a thing, will he not perform it? We have a responsibility. You see, our walk with God it is not a passive one. It is not a passive one. That woman acted. She spoke. And then right there, as Jesus is healing that woman, the servants in Jairus' house, Jesus was on the way, by, by the way, to heal Jairus' daughter. He then says, Jairus, don't bother the master. Your daughter is dead. Let's go home. Leave the master to go home. Jesus turned to Jairus and said, do not be afraid. Only believe. Do not be afraid.
only believe. So our believing, our faith in God is a hard thing. So even if in my mind there can be doubts, there can be thoughts that say, but anger, are you sure? Are you sure it's going to happen? What do I say with my mouth? That, that is the determining factor. The Bible says that when the earth was void and formless and darkness covered the face of the earth, God spoke. He said, let there be light. And light appeared. Hallelujah. So you and I, child of God, we have a responsibility. And our responsibility is to declare that which God has said. Is to speak the same way that God has spoken. It's to start to see that you know what? I have the faith of God. I'm, I'm reminded of an incident where my husband and I and another couple at church, we had gotten a call that one of our one of the people that we know was in hospital. And this person had a cancerous growth. So what had happened was that the eye, because of the growth from the back, I think it's a socket, was now protruding. Like it was opened and it was coming out. It was swollen. So they call us and they say, come, come and, come and, come and pray for this, for this person. We went to the hospital, it was here in provincial hospital. We got there. When we got there, what we saw, the person was shaking from pain. We tried to speak to him. He could not respond. The pain was just unbearable. We opened Mark 11, where Jesus cursed the fruit, cursed the, free, the fig tree, sorry. We laid hands on that person. In a second, he stood up and he said, Kinao, Kinao. He took the guy that we were walking with, started running with him up and down the corridors of the hospital saying Kinao, Kinao. in a week's time the person was discharged in three weeks time there was no growth to be seen when he made a thanksgiving service the doctors of that hospital and the nurses who were working with him came to the Thanksgiving service. And they were saying, we've never seen anything like this. Why am I telling you this? Faith works. Faith speaks. It does not matter how impossible the situation may be. Faith works. And faith speaks. 
So when the fears and the doubts of this life try to drown your faith, drown them by speaking the word of God. Drown them. Drown fear. Drown doubt by declaring the word of God. When Caleb and Joshua were amongst the 12 spies, we are told in Numbers 13 that God said to Moses, Moses, send spies from each tribe. Take leaders, not just any people. He said leaders from each tribe and let them go and spy the land. They went, they spied Canaan. They went and they spied Canaan. When they got there, they saw giants. They saw, you know, they saw big fruits, things that when they look at them, they said, in our eyes, we are grasshoppers. And as we were grasshoppers, in our eyes, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. When they came back to report to Moses, they said that that, 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 that land eats the inhabitants thereof. They are saying this to Moses. To the same God who said, I am going to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey. When situations come or came to speak contrary to what God had said, they agreed with the situations. They said, yes, we can't do it. We can't. In chapter 14, some of them even say, why did we even come to this place? Why did God even take us to, to take us out of Egypt? Did he take us out for us to die here with our children? They said to Moses, quickly, let's, let's choose a leader who will take us back to Egypt. Can you imagine? After everything that God had done, when the Egyptians and Pharaoh was behind them and they saw the Red Sea and they could not cross, how God said to Moses, Moses, lift up your hand. Moses saying, do not cry because the enemies that you see today, that same God, who when they did not have food, he brought manna out of heaven. That same God, who when they cried and they said, we are tired of eating manna, we now want meat. And we are told that God brought quails for them to eat. Now today, because they are seeing the people of Anak, they have the boldness to say, 
bring us a leader who will take us back to Egypt. What audacity. Joshua and Caleb, they raised their voice in the midst of fear, in the midst of doubt. And they said, no, let us go up at once because we are well able to overcome them. Joshua says, let us go because they are bred before us. That is the kind of faith you and I possess. The kind of faith that sees victory in the midst of nothingness. The kind of faith that says, I see that you are saying this door is closed. So whose report will you believe? What is it that you are going to say to ensure that the people that God has called you to are better than how you found them? When everyone else is saying, the petrol is going up. Everything is going up. What are you going to say? Didn't he say, the Lord is my shepherd. I do not want. Didn't he say that? Didn't he say, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, so that you may boldly say, God is my help. I cannot be afraid of what men can do to me. I'm not saying, and understand me well, I'm not saying, let us deny facts. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we should say, hi, corona, yo. Hey, ay, ay, ay. I'm not saying that. I'm not. But I'm saying there is a better truth that we know. There is a higher truth that we know. That is what I am saying. That when things seem impossible, you lock yourself in your room and you say, I will not move here until I get a victory in my spirit that this thing is done. And I assure you that when we live like that, you and I will do great exploits for the Lord. We will do things that we never thought we would do. Worship team, can you please come up? Hallelujah. We will do things. Can we all stand up if it's possible? We are here to make a difference, child of God. I like what Pastor Frank said. 
that after he retired or he left this church, he said, God, I'm not ready to retire. I just need one more season. One more season to do what? One more season to serve God. One more season to, 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 to get more people into the kingdom of God. So the reason why it's important for you to know that you have got the God kind of faith is so that the issues of this life do not defeat you. You don't find yourself buried under the issues of this life. That you at all times may know that you are above only and never beneath. That you possess in you the kingdom of heaven. And in this generation and for your generation, you will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Fundisa.